Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Let's give a let's give a great hand clap of praise to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Can we do that? A little shout out. Praise the Lord, right? It's so awesome, man. We're in the house of God together. And we're gathered together. We're the ecclesia, right? The gathering of called out ones who have come to worship our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's so good to have each one in the house today. And it's such a blessing to be here. And, and anyway, on my heart is something a little bit different. Um, there, was a, um, there was a holiday that took place yesterday. Does anybody know what it is? Huh? It's called Sabbat Shabbat. And, uh, and it was, if you didn't catch it on, uh, on the television yesterday, Franklin Graham, uh, about a month ago, had a call. Uh, to worship on the on the Washington Mall area, right? And if you didn't see that, I want to highly encourage you. Sometime today, tonight, or whatever, when you're sitting down and you got some time, it was just a call to prayer. It was a call to prayer for our nation, for our world, for our leaders. Uh, but it's but that but that particular holiday, it's a it's it's actually to actually Jewish holiday is a call to repentance. It's a call to repentance. And I just thought that was just so, uh, uh, it was so um, timely in the midst of everything. And when you look at it, I mean, there was tens of thousands of people filling up the mall from, 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 uh, from Abraham, uh, Abraham Lincoln's memorial all the way to the Washington Monument. Just a sea of people. Uh, I haven't seen that many in a long time. And, uh, and, uh, and, and one of the guys that was speaking, right in the middle of his speaking, it thundered. <laughs> he said, and uh, as he was uh, reciting the Torah, and he was reciting uh, the prayer of Israel and uh, uh, the Shema, and, and it was just an amazing thing. He said, he said folks, that's not uh, added in sound. <laughs> it rumbled. And so, uh, so I thought this morning, uh, uh, in a spirit of prayer, uh, we know that we need to pray for our nation. You know, uh, when I look and see, uh, the Bible says, woe is the man where right is wrong and wrong is right. And we see it all throughout our land, amen? We see it. In uh, Second Timothy, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2, Paul writes to me, he said, First of all, then, I urge you that entreaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead what? Tranquil, peaceful lives and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Notice, in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of our God, our Savior who desires that all men, all women, all children, everybody be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is only one God and one mediator also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom. Think about that. He gave himself as a ransom. He paid a debt for our souls that no man can pay. For all the testimony given at the proper time. For this, Paul says, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle 
And then he says, I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying here. Listen, I'm, I'm not lying as teachers of the Gentiles in faith and truth. And then he says, therefore, he goes, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without dissension. So right now, as we're here, I want you guys just to, if you want to, if you feel comfortable, you want to come to the altar, I want you to come. If you don't feel comfortable about coming to the altar and you want to sit right there and pray, I want to encourage you. We're going to just have a time of just pray. Open it up with thanksgiving to God for what God is doing in and through all of our lives. Pray for the strength. Pray for our strength. That we would have strength, the strength and the power of God in our life to be able to um, come to Him boldly and just, and just be able to have the strength to stand boldly in the face of the adversity that, that we are and we are facing in our world today. There has to be a time where we come to repentance uh, for our nation and for all the things that have gone on over the years. It's time for us to... <laughs> So to speak, go into the enemy's camp and take back all that has been taken from us. This great nation was a nation founded on Judeo-Christian principles. And you cannot deny that when you look at the history. And we try to throw all that away. Let's try to be thrown all through everything. Wrong is right and right is wrong. And we see it. We're not blind. Church, if there's every time we need to pray, it's right now. And be bold soldiers for the Lord. Amen. Join me as we pray together this morning. Father, Lord, as we humble ourselves in your holy presence, Lord, you are sovereign God. Lord, you're large and in charge. Lord, you, uh, you maintain with great grace and mercy 
uh, Lord, you uh, look out for us each and every day. Lord, none of us in this room are deserving of any good and rightful thing. Lord, none of us. We're all sinners. Lord, uh, we were doomed for hell. Father, Lord, separated eternally from you because of our wickedness and sinfulness in our life. And Lord, even now we come to you and ask you to forgive us of any and all sinfulness in our life, Lord, that ought not be there. Father, Lord, that you would remove it and cleanse us. Lord, as we come to you as a people, as a godly people, Lord, forgive us, Lord, where we fail you, where we become complacent and lazy. And Lord, and we, we want to, we, Lord, we want to, we want to be in, in the rightful place that we're supposed to be, God, in humble submission to your authority, God, that you would lead us and guide us in all truth, God, and that we would be obedient servants of the Lord. Bond servants, God, as you were the example of a bond servant to us. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, I thank you for, we can come to you and ask for, Lord, that we need to repent, Lord, from our sinfulness and our sinful state, Lord, our sinful country and a sinful world. Lord, that the prince of the power of the air roams around, seeking to destroy it on every turn, on every hand. And in some cases, Lord, it's easy for us to sit back and say, well, we can't seem to affect or change anything, Lord, that, that it's out of our hands. No, it's not, Lord. As long as you've got a people who will humble themselves and pray, and Lord, that we would repent and turn from our wicked ways, Lord, that you would hear us. Lord, that, that wasn't just for Israel, but that was for all of us. Yes, it was pointedly just for Israel, but Lord, that's for all of us to think about. And, and Lord, to turn to you, God. Lord, you're the king of kings. You're the, you're, you're, you are sitting at the Father's right hand. And Lord, and even now, as we humble ourselves in your presence, you intercede on all of our behalf. Lord, we're, Lord, we just thank you for your blood. We thank you for your sacrifice for us, God. We know, Father, Lord, that you came and left heaven's glory for us, God. You came down here. You who knew no sin became sin for all of us, that we might become the righteousness of God, righteousness of you, Lord, because of what you did on the cross by Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, just to lift your name up this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we have breath to breathe and heart beating our chest and we can walk upright and uh, and lord we just thank you lord that we have an opportunity to speak the name of jesus lord we look forward to a word from you this morning god speak to our hearts speak to our minds lord draw us closer to you than we've ever been help us to hear your voice this morning god dispel any confusion that would be in our hearts and minds from the oldest to the youngest in this room, God, may we hear your voice this morning. May you speak profoundly to our hearts. Help us to realize that we need you every hour of every day, of every second. And Lord, we can't do anything apart from you. We can't do absolutely anything. Help us to rely on you being our vine. And Lord, let our branches bear much fruit. Lord, we can't produce a single thing. We can only bear it. And Lord, it is by your power that we bear the fruit that we have. Lord, I thank you for our time together this morning. And so many times, Lord, we get caught in a routine. And Lord, we, we just do things the same old way sometimes. And sometimes they become meaningless if, if we're not in tune with you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Touch every heart and every mind. Cleanse us from all of our wickedness and sinfulness, Lord. Purify our hearts, Lord, that we can truly raise our hands and you can see clean hands. 
and you just peer off. Lord, that we can ascend your holy hills because our hands are clean and our heart is pure. Father, I thank you for delivering us. I thank you for protecting us. I thank you, Lord, for delivering us from the sickness. I thank you, Lord, for protecting us from the pandemic. I thank you, Lord, that we can gather people once again in your house. Lord, Hills Church, Lord, is the body of Christ that's here. We are Hills Church. We're the assembly of the called out ones. The ecclesia uses God for your eternal glory. Lord, as we think about our, our city and our town and our county and our state and our country, Lord, we lift up all of our leaders everywhere. That Holy Spirit, you would do, reach down into the depths of every leader's heart. And God, that you would draw them to yourself. That they would hear your most awesome, fantastic voice. That they would experience you, Jesus, in a way that they've never, ever even thought or dreamed of. Oh, Lord, the world's going to experience you all right. When you come back and you and the shout from the eastern skies, and you gather us into your presence, Father. Lord, what an awesome time is coming. We know it's right around the corner, Jesus. You're going to come for us. And we got too many family members that are lost. We got too many friends that are lost. There's too many people in this world that would die without you. Lord, reveal your truth to our hearts and minds and help us. Help us to walk obediently in your presence. Speak, Lord. People's servants are listening. Touch our hearts. Break our hearts for our people. children said what? Amen. I can't help it. A broken heart. It's all right. You know head leaks so it don't swell up. <laughs> no. My heart is my heart is gently broken. I know yours is too. And uh, and it's really it really hits me this morning because when I had my two grandchildren Amen. here. Amen. And I'll <laughs> 
and I know all of us were sitting here, and a lot of us have grandchildren, and some of you have uh, lots of great-grandchildren, and, uh, and that's awesome. That's a gift from the Lord for not killing your parents, right? So anyway, that's what that is. And listen, I want to tell you something. I look at my kids, and I don't want them to be confused about who God is. I want them to know that God is real. You know, I know God is real, Austin, because God changed my life. He changed my life. Radically changed my life. I was not good. And God turned my life around and rescued me from myself and from the enemy's hands. And I know many of you have that same kind of a testimony where God radically changed your life. Some of you were raised and you were born again from when you were two and three years old. <laughs> what a blessing that is. That's the greatest testimony you could ever have. And I love that testimony. Some of us, I got saved at 27. Sometimes it's easy to live in regret for the things that you miss, the opportunities that you miss, some of the things that you've done. But Jesus took all that away. Amen. I love that. So this morning we're going to sing to the Lord a song. And I want you guys to sing it. Listen, don't sing it to your neighbor. Don't sing it to your pastor. Sing it to the King of Kings. <laughs> the audience of one. This is why we come here on Sunday morning. To bring glory to who? To Almighty God. The maker of heaven and earth. He sustains us. He looks out for us. He looks out for you. As I prayed with my kids this morning, I said, you know, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for watching over us when we were comatose last night. Right? You ever think about that? That's huge. Anything could befall us when we're asleep. <laughs> Just don't be asleep in church. All right? All right? <laughs> Let's all sing together. Let's all stand. Here we go. I want you to sing out.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't that the truth? He's the Prince of Peace. And we are to live our life totally, totally for Him. Amen. We need to do that this morning here. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for being our mighty God, Lord, that you are the Prince of Peace. And we are to live our life for you each and every day. Use us this morning. Speak to our heart. You're already speaking, Jesus. Thank you for your sweet spirit in this place. Use us for your glory. Lord, save somebody today. Whether it's here or online that's watching right now, God, we just thank you. We thank you for our guests that are here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for those in attendance here this morning, our family. Lord, help us to love one another. Father, we give you praise for it all. For it's in Jesus' name. And all God's children said what? Amen. I want you to do me a favor. Turn around and wave at the camera. Wave at everybody at home watching. That's so cool. And listen, I just want to give you just a few announcements. First, I just want to thank each and every guest that are here this morning. Let's give it up for our guests in the house. You would do me a... Do me a small favor. There's a little card. You can sit down for a minute. Uh, if, you, if you look, there's a little card in the pew where you're sitting. And if you grab that card, it's got my mug on there. And it's got my wife's beautiful picture on there. And if you just fill that thing out. And at the end of the service, uh, we'll have ushers at the exit. And they can just drop it in the plate to kind of record your visit. We're so grateful that you're here this morning. And I'm so excited that you're here this morning. We're in for a real treat this morning. Brother Gary's going to bring us a word from God this morning. I'm excited to hear that this morning. Amen. I'm very excited to hear that. And uh, so it kind of gave me some time, some good quality time with my grand youngins while they were here too. So that's another reason why I do that. And, uh, and, uh, and I just appreciate the fact that I have a pastor who can fill in and uh, get up here and bring the Word of God. And so I'm excited to hear it this morning. Uh, listen, uh, some dates. October 4th is an important date you want to remember. Uh, we are going to do a live nativity in December. And if you want to get in on that, it's going to be a drive-through live nativity. We did it once before. The weather didn't cooperate the first day. But the second day, man, we had 50 cars come through our parking area to take in on the live nativity and it was such a blessing it was such a blessing to see that and Danine and I had an opportunity to meet every car and give them a little goodie bag as they were leaving and so uh, we're going to do this again uh, this year and so we're going to have a little planning meeting on October the 4th right after the service and uh, so I'll just try to make sure my message isn't so long so anyway <laughs> hi last week and so but it's all it was uh, it's all good and so when we uh um, when we meet, we're going to kind of brainstorm. Uh, they already have a kind of an idea of what we're going to do. We need some characters and people that are going to play the role. You have to speak or nothing. You stand there and look beautiful, right? So you stand there and look beautiful, and we're going to do all that. So it's going to be a time for us to reach out to our community finally of all these weeks. You know, it's been hard. It's been difficult. How do you reach your community? And this is one way that we can really do it and invite them to come, go out and reach out to them. So we'll get some flyers made. We can pass it out. We need to canvas the community with Hills Church and just who we are now and, and everything. And just, to, and just say, hey, we just want to, you know, share the love of Christ with you this Christmas time. And they can be part of that. So, so it'll be good. And uh, so I'm just excited about that. So... Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I need to, I don't think there's anything else. And uh, so, oh yes, uh, t-shirts. Also, we're having some t-shirts made for Hills Church, which is going to be a first. Uh, Sister Martha, is she here? Sister Joanne?
Amen. See, Sister Joanne, she's got the, she got the list. Get on the list, and, uh, and, she'll, and you can put the, your shirt size on there and all that good stuff. It's going to be awesome. And we'll have a church that we can wear around town. People know who we are. It would be kind of like a great thing to do. So, hey, let me ask you, how many filled out the spiritual gift test? Anybody fill out the spiritual gift test, right? If you didn't get a chance to get a spiritual gifts test, uh, when you leave today on the uh, table on the back left, uh, go back there and get one. Just do it. Just, just kind of play along with us and just check it out and just see maybe your spiritual gift will kind of come to the rise to the top when you fill out this test. You know, it's not all inclusive, but it will give you kind of an idea of what your spiritual gift may be so that you can do your work and operate in your spiritual gift here at church and uh, various th different ministries and you can just realize what your strength is because you know you're not supposed to work on your weaknesses right a leader works on their strengths and you operate in your strength this is why we have a dominant spiritual gift and so you need to operate in that spiritual gift and whatever it is you do with the Lord and uh, as you serve as you live each and every day that should come out of you and it's hard to come out of you. You're not exactly sure what it is. So anyway, it's, it's kind of interesting to kind of check that out. Amen? Well, all right. Well, let's, do, let's have a little time. Let's have some fun this morning, right? Right? All right. We'll do this this morning here. Here we go.
Man, y'all thought you was in the country, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord in this song right here. Sing to him. Think on him this morning. He's here with us. He has a great name.
Father, thank you, Lord, for our time together this morning. Lord, we thank you that we can worship you. Your name is greatly to be praised. Your name is great. And Father, we just want to praise you this morning as we come to you this morning in spirit and in truth, Lord. We just pray, God, that you just, we prepare the way, Lord, for your word to be broadcast and brought forth, Father, Lord. May you touch every heart and every soul in this place, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for it all. In Christ Jesus' name, amen, amen. At this time, we'll have Pastor Gary come on up here and give us the word this morning. I got some water for you up here, too, brother. If you Bring want. that podium down, would you please? You want the podium down there? Okay. Yes. Pastor preached my message this morning. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was a God thing. You could not imagine. Pastor had no idea what we were going to talk about this morning, uh, other than just some background a little bit. But uh, when you see this, you're going to just stand in amazement simply because it's a God thing. You ever have a God thing take place in your life? Salvation was a God thing, right? So I'm looking forward to what God's going to do this morning. And and, uh, first of all, I want you to know that uh, in my life there's been two men that... uh, that uh, were connected to God in an unusual way. One was my pastor in Liberty Baptist Church in Sweetser, Indiana. He has a bus ministry and pretty amazing. And so I've been fortunate to find that second man, and that's my pastor, Pastor Phil. Uh, I've uh, learned a lot from him. I've been doing this for 40 years, and I get blessed every time I'm around him, and I get blessed every time I hear him preach. And so uh, God had allowed me to, to come here, and uh, I'm really privileged. What I'm going to share with you this morning is not about our church so much, it is about the world. Uh, it talks about the title here is Be Prepared and Do Not Fear, and so that's where we're at. Did you know that the world is busy trying to tell us that, that Christians, that that when you tell them that you're the only way, Jesus is the only way, that they're telling you that you're prejudiced, that you have a, a bias, well, guess what we do? Because Jesus is the only way. But we've been convinced by the devil and the world to be silent. To be silent and afraid to speak out. Could you imagine what it would be like if we, as a group of Christians, got together like the BLMs do and the others across the country, Pastor just talked about how that uh, thousands showed up at the at the at the uh, at the at the uh, square in 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 uh, the United States in Washington D.C. But could you imagine if we all got united and started to change the world? Did you know back in 19, 1910 or nineteen o three they brought up a, a thing about the the ability for the uh, People to, to read the Bible, the children to be taught the Bible in the schools. And they brought that to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said in about 1903 that, yes, they have the right to do that. What greater book could the children learn other than the New Testament of Jesus Christ? That's sure not that way today, is it? Never think that, uh, that there isn't an influence out there with the Supreme Court. In the 1860s, 1850, 1860s, the Supreme Court had ruled that it was legal to have slaves. Did you know that? And also, where, were we, where was the church, where was the church when, when Roe versus Wade came out? 
If we would have came out and not been silent, could you imagine the way the world would change? You know, not long ago, we were, we were worried about somebody that would, uh, children, men that were allowed to go into the girls' bathroom. I mean, whoever heard of that crazy stuff? So we as a church need to stand up and united. We need to quit fighting among ourselves. And so I wanted you to look here for a minute. In the, in the 40 years in the ministry, I've watched the world change in many ways. And I could never imagine and imagine uh, the way it feels. And I imagine you do too. It is my desire within this message as Christians uh, be... Am I ringing? Am I really loud? Turn that down a little bit. Thank you. I'm a... My mom said I had a big mouth, and God must have gave me one because I'm a preacher. So, uh, My desire for this message is Christians be prepared for anything that Satan is going to throw at us. And certainly in, two, in 2020, that's been certainly a life-changing thing. COVID has changed everything. The way we look at things, uh, there's uh, entities in our world that are saying, in certain places that it's okay to gather and to gamble, but you can't go into a church. It's okay to go to Walmart, but you can't go to a church. It's okay to gather in a rally for the president, but you can't go to church. So there is an attack on the church in America. And if we stay silent, it's going to continue to take place. Don't depend on some Supreme Court guy or the president or whatever. Our voice is through Jesus Christ, and we need to stand up for that. And we little did I know that the pastor was going to talk about that this morning. And so <clears throat> the idea is that Job had sought out and called his friends when he was in the middle of a calamity. All and I, you and I have always been in calamities. And the, the crux of Job was this. He was really, he was gathering his friends up to try to find out, you know, what do I need to do? And the problem with Job was, is he had no advocate. He was looking for an advocate. He looked at his friends and he didn't have an advocate. His, even his wife says, you know, you just need to curse God and die because he had a terrible things going on in his life. But here's the difference between Job and I, you and I. We have a savior called Jesus Christ. And so for that reason... We have a place to go. We have a place to seek. We have one another in our church. You know, the reason why God gave us the, the spiritual gifts that we have is so that we could come alongside one another in the time of trouble. There's some that have gift of mercy. There are some that gift of exhortation. There's a lot of great gifts out there, but what the reason why God gave us the church, never to forsake ourselves the gathering together, is because we're better together than separate. Satan knows that. Satan wants you to sit home, and, and there's nothing wrong with this COVID thing going on. But once this is over, we need to get back into church. Because you know what? I'm better because of you. And hopefully, we can encourage one another in the craziness of this world. And we can help one another because we're all going to go through stuff. I've been through stuff, and so have you. <clears throat> we have a nation now that's... Re- that's very much divided. It's been divided for a long time. And yet the Bible tells us alone that, uh, that God determines who our leaders are. And so the question I want for you, and I'm just going to bring real quickly. I'm not really going by this, Dan. I apologize. But the question is this. Are we going to get the leaders we need or are we going to get the leaders we deserve? You know what? We need to quit being the silent majority. We need to stand out and tell the world that we believe in Jesus Christ. And we will stand for the flag. We will stand for the things that God's done. We will stand for Jesus Christ. We need to no longer stay silent 
And I'm not talking about the political things here. When Jesus dealt with the Pharisees and Sadducees, he didn't worry about Rome. He dealt with the false things that were going on in the, in the faith. He was always pointing for that. And it's always right for us to stand up and say, listen, the Bible says God, because God stands above all things. The, wheels, the leaders of the world are selected by God. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in November, but here's what I'm going to tell you. And what I've told the church in the many times that I've been pastoring. No matter who comes on this stage, whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. Your job is to pray for them. Your job is to seek their hearts and to let God save them. We need, the Bible says if we do that, we're going to be a, a, a stumbling block for them so they're going to see that our good works so they may turn to Christ. But the problem with it is, is that we're so busy fighting amongst ourselves that we don't become a one voice in the world. Shouldn't it have been great, and I didn't know about Washington, wouldn't it be great if, if, uh, if a major case came out? Listen, these people that are in the Supreme Court, I don't care what side of the fence they're on, they pay attention to public opinion. Could you imagine if multi-millions showed up for a case in Washington and they were got ready to vote for it? That they wouldn't look at the millions that were out there and, not, and they, you know, we have a history of it. So we need to unite. So I want to, I want to, to, I want you to listen to this, uh, to this video real quickly. I want you to listen to the words more than anything. You may not like some of the music. It's by Casting Crowns, but uh, when Linda and I and were traveling back on a Sunday from Indiana to Michigan, her and I and my granddaughter were singing this song. Go ahead, Dan, if you can get. For the world to see Nobody but Jesus 
I'm leaving for the world to see nobody but Jesus. So let me go down, down, down in history. Down in history. Has another blood bought, faithful member of the family. That's all I ever wanna be. And if they all forget my name, well that's fine with me. I'm leaving for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace and your goodness. We are called to declare your name in the world. That's why you didn't take us out. The world may think that we're nobody, but you think we're special. We're going to look about that tonight in Romans chapter 8. That we are heirs. We are joint heirs. And dear Lord, that we have the right. We have nothing to fear. But the world is trying to tell us that we can't speak about you. We can't pray about you. We, it's okay to... To, to pray in church as long as you are in, in a school or something. But just don't use Jesus' name. The Bible teaches very clearly without that name of Jesus Christ, there is no power in prayer. And so I ask you now to just guide and direct. Use this time in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I preached at First Baptist of Beverly Hills and, and uh, I only had about three feet, three foot to move each way. I like to kill me. So I like to move around. Um, and so that's just how I am. But let's look at chapter 15, or I mean chapter 8, and verse 15. It says, For we did not receive the spirit of bondage again but to, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Let's pick this apart for a minute. You are no longer in bondage. Amen. You are free. And nothing that the world can do to you can never separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. We are free to speak out. And, and listen, we live in a country that gives us that constitutional right. And we've been fooled into saying that we're supposed to be silent. We need to. And I praise God for this church. Please don't understand. I'm, not, I'm here because I believe this is what this church is all about. And I believe that when I meet you guys and, and, I, and I'm encouraged by you, when I, when I, I came to a, a meeting on, on a Tuesday night and some men that were there just, and they're here today, they just encouraged me. Man, I said, man, this is the church for me. And boy, you've not let out. And, and, and I told you how I think about my pastor. But listen, we have nothing to fear. Satan tries to tell us that there's something to fear, but we don't. We don't have nothing to fear because of it. And then it says here, it says that we're this adoption. I have adopted grandson. And you know what the deal about adoption is? Is that in that grandson, that they had a choice to choose a child they wanted. And so for you, you've been adopted by Jesus Christ, by his choice before the foundation of the world. Amen. And then the Bible says that this word Abba Father is Daddy. We call our God and Savior Daddy. That's how close he is. I don't know about you, but 
my God gave me a stepdad that made a difference in my life. And you know what? He gave me another daddy named Jesus Christ. And he has, he's changed my life forever. Verse 16, the spirit of him self bears witness to our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Indeed, we are suffer with him that we may also glorify together. Here's the idea that the spirit of God identifies with your spirit. When, when you come to know Christ as personal savior, some miraculous things happen. You, you, your, your position in the world changed. You now are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Your home is no longer here, but in heaven. And you're, and you're joint heirs. That means that you're, you're not just a, a person that's stuck in here. You're part of the family. And you're part of, the, of what's there. And, he's, and the Jesus, we're going to look about this, that he was first fruits. Isn't that great? You know, I, I told the pastor this, and, and I'm getting off the subject, and I apologize. But I've got to just share this with you. That uh, in churches, we tend to, we tend to give God, uh, like we get an old refrigerator, okay? And the refrigerator is kind of old, we kind of got a new one, and so we want, or we want a new one. So we go out and buy a new one, and we, give the, and we find out that the church needs a refrigerator. So we give the church the old refrigerator. Did you know the Bible says you're supposed to give them your new refrigerator and keep the old its first fruits? Not the way we think, is it? That's my point. That God teaches us that he deserves the best. And you know what? When he saved you, you became the best. Amen. And the spirit of God speaks to your spirit and you know that you're saved. No one can ever tell you you're not saved. And so we have no fear. Well, let's look on. Let's look on. Uh, for I considered the, that sufferings of the present time are worthy to be compared, not are, uh, not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Think about it for just a minute. The things that we go through, this vapor of life has, and whatever you're going through, I don't. There's some things that that I suffer, and and I ask my God, okay, God, well, you know, why, how did I? I had to stop as pastoring because I was getting very sick. So why didn't God? Keep me pastoring because he wanted me here. And you know what? I'm a better person now than I was there. First reason is, is because I obeyed God. But the idea is this, listen. That, that this thing that we're doing, no matter what it is, it's not going to us, compare to us standing before Jesus Christ in heaven together. Listen, if you know Christ as personal Savior, you're going to be standing in heaven together singing to God's glory. And could you imagine standing together with your grandchildren and your children and you being part of their salvation? Could you imagine how much greater that is? You can't, that's the words that you just can't compare. You try to imagine them, but it's hard. But that's the promise that he gives us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly, await, eagerly awaits at the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to the fertility and willingly, but because of him who subject it in hope. Okay, what he's telling you here is this. That what happened was when Adam sinned, all creation was cursed. Okay? And so you and I, and even creation, they're gonna, you're going to see in the next verse, even creation is looking for the coming of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I don't want some tree to beat me to glory 
talking about Jesus, amen? But that's creation, right? I don't know what the birds are singing, but I bet they're singing to Jesus. Except crows, I'm not sure what in the world they're talking about. But listen, the Bible says that, that, that creation fell, and in, in it, in in it's a desire that, that they're looking for this hope. Listen, you and I have hope. We don't see it yet, we just see the promise. He's going to talk about that here. Because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into glory, uh, glorious liberty of our children of God. So once we get delivered, Christ comes back, the whole world changes. The lion will lay down with the lamb. You can swim with the shark. Don't try it now. They think you're lunch. But once Jesus comes back, he's going to bring everything back to the way it was at the garden. Can you imagine that for just a moment? For we know that the whole... Look at here for verse 23. If you don't have this highlighted in your book, keep it. For the whole world... The whole, uh, for we know that the whole creation groans in labor uh, with pangs, birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, uh, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even with ourselves grown within ourselves... Eagerly awaiting the adoption and the redemption of our body. Let's go back. The idea here is is that that all of creation is just groaning for Christ's return. Then it talks about birth pains. Whether you know this or not, birth pains is a big deal in the Bible. The Bible talks, and guys have no idea what birth pains are, right, girls? Yeah, we don't, we don't, you know, I get sick and think, oh, I'm dying. But birth pains is this. As Christ gets closer... Okay, Satan, look out. <laughs> As Christ gets closer, we're going to see the birth pains get closer. You're going to see stuff that starts, you know, we're going, we're, we're going, global warming, global warming, global warming. We're going, well, please, the Bible tells us that as Christ gets closer, there are signs that are going to show us that he's going to return, the birth pains. There's other places in the Bible that talk about that, Old Testament and New. So there's a birthday. So you and I see that Christ is getting closer. Listen, I don't know when he's coming back. Ricky, give me a slow uh, thing for a fast guy here. I do this on Wednesday night, I'm sorry. I get excited and throw things all over the place. But listen, what the idea is this, that, that Christ is coming back. I'm going to put this in my pocket because I keep snapping it. This is a pause. A commercial. Sorry about that. But the birth pains is the, is the idea here that as we see our Lord getting closer, it's about the word earth wearing out. Don't get all caught up in this crazy stuff. Christ is in control. He's going to control the weather. He doesn't make stuff happen. It's a part of the sin that's happening in the world. And as you and I see sin getting crazier and crazier, as our, our world begins crazy and certainly is crazy, be not of fear. For the Bible says this, that you are the adoption and redemption of our bodies. You're looking forward to the redeeming of our bodies. The Bible talks about groaning. I've understood now. I didn't understand what groaning was when I was 20, but now that I'm 70, I get up in the morning, I discover what groaning is. Your body goes, oh, man. So that's why I'm looking forward to the redemptive body, right? I mean, it's starting to wear out. But listen. Listen. 
I'm telling you what, that I don't know about you, but I've got wore this thing out. I sure hope I get some. And I can't sing a lick. So hopefully, I used to tell people in church that they paid me not to sing. But I hope someday that when I get to heaven, we're all going to have a glorious time to sing. Amen. We won't care. But the idea is this, is that, that, uh, that we have this redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope what he, what he sees? For if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await for it in perseverance. Here's the idea. You really don't have hope if you can see it. You know, <clears throat> here's the deal. You had to hope to get a new car, right? I mean, you, you, the car was there, the car lot, and you go, well, I, I want to, you know, and of course you get the payments with it and the insurance and all that stuff. But your hope is to get this car, and you get in, and once you get in it, you don't wash it anymore. You don't pick up the trash inside of it. There's the hope that you wanted, but it kind of faded away. But here's the deal. You and I have a hope in, a, in the future, and we're looking forward to it. Isn't that great? Amen. You and I have hope. So therefore, we have no reason to fear. If we have hope, then we eagerly await, and so we certainly do. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray, for we ought to, but in the Spirit himself makes intercession... For our groanings, us, groanings us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. So here's the idea. That, that what Christ does in this spirit of God, it's, it's like going to the well. Pastor had this thing about the well. And Jesus talked about him going to the well. And he said, a well of living water, right? Right? And that Jesus said, what's a well of living water? Well, that's what the spirit of God is. He's that thing that overflows in us. And, and, and so when we're struggling with life, he's there speaking to our heart in that still small voice. You know, Isaiah, I think it was Isaiah was standing there. It was Elijah, I think he was, he was standing there and he was crying out to God and in the fire and in the storm. And the Bible says that he wasn't in any of that, but he's in that still small voice. And he is that still small voice. I've had times where I had quiet talk, walks with God. And then I've had, here's the thing about spiritual gifts, that I've had times in my life where, where I've had people come alongside me and help me out because of their spiritual gift. And I identified with it and then encouraged me to give me hope. Because that's why he's brought us all together. That's why he's created the church. Do you know that Israel, the problem with Israel was is that they had to rely on the, Fad, the, Sad, the Fadducees. The Sadducees and the Pharisees, that was a Freudian slip. And, they had, and so they were individuals. But when God created the church, he meant it for us to be united. And not only united, but he gave us spiritual gifts to unite one another. So that when I got in trouble and I, had a, I need to help, I could go to somebody and say, listen. You know, doctors talk about how we, we pray for one another. Listen, help me with this. And, and how many times do we do it? Lois, how many times are you here because somebody prayed for you? Sometimes we don't get because we don't ask. And we get involved in somebody's life and we see the miracle that God does. Miracles because of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that, that sometimes, and I'm sure there was some times, Lois, where you were groaning and you weren't sure what was going on. But God could take, the Spirit of God could take your groanings and take it to the throne of God and turn it into words. 
There's been times where I lost my stepdad. And I groaned. Didn't know what to say. Well, let's move on. So he makes intercession. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The idea is this, is that the Spirit of God searches our mind, searches our heart. And then sometimes he sets us on a path, you know, that says, here, this is the direction you should go. You've heard the story about, I lived in Indiana, or lived in Michigan and, and uh, had a church and Linda didn't want me to move. And I told her that God was calling me here. And the uh, director of missions in, in Genesee County said, uh, you know, don't go, stay. And we, the church was growing and there was some amazing things going on. But I didn't get a chance to make a choice because the Spirit of God spoke to my heart. And I'm here not because there's anything good about me, but there's something great about Jesus. There's something great about you guys. Look, Sukkot. There's a lot here to digest. I want you to get to the end of this because it's just amazing. And we know that all things work together. This is one of the most, most misunderstood words in the Bible or verses in the Bible. And we know that all things work together. They're those who love. They leave out the word love God. We just know that everything works together because God is God. Well, first of all, you need to love God. The only way to love God is to know him, right? That word love is agape. Okay? And so you need to love God beyond understanding. Then it says, to those who are called according to his purpose. So the idea is this, that the Spirit of God works in your heart, works in your mind, and you're called and everything works out well, but you've got to listen to him. You've got to do it by his will. And you're not going to know his will until you work according to what he's called you to do. And some of it's to exercise your gifts. Did you know that the only judgment that you'll stand before Jesus Christ is the, is the, judgment, uh, the judgment seat of Christ? Do you know what that's for? It's not for sin. Your sin is far from the east and from the west. Your sin is what did you do with that gift that I gave you? Right? And there's some people in this church that'll surpass you. And incidentally, you're going to get rewards for that. There's going to be some people in this church that you don't even know about that are surpassed when you get to heaven. And I'm talking, including in preachers here, because they stayed faithful to the gift that God gave them. Stay, use your gift. Because when you stand before God, you're not, remember a pastor was talking about don't go to the grave empty? Be busy. Why? Because you got the Spirit of God. You need to be busy working so that you've done all that you can until God takes you home. There's so much here, and, and, I'm, and I'm rushing through it, but I want you to really see that there's some amazing things. We're called to his purpose. This is for who he foreknew, he also predestined to conform to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. The idea here is this, that God in his mind knew that you were going to be born someday. He was there, he was, he was at present when, when you called out his name. And, and the idea was is that, that you were called and you were predestined. You were called for a purpose. You're not called to sit in a pew. You're not called to be an American and go, oh, I reached here now. You're not. What happened? You know why, you know why South Korea... Is broken out, and then they now look at America as being a, a time to evangelize. And I heard about Venezuela, you know, thousands being saved. You know what? We're not, being, we're not going through a crisis. Listen, if you want to see a revival in America, bring it into sin. 
Speak about God. Stand up for God. We need a revival, but it's not going to happen until you do it. Until I do it. If you're waiting for some politician to do it, you're messed up. Because it isn't going to happen. It's up to us. When we close here, I want you to see something that's pretty amazing. First of all, we're the firstborn. We're, we're, what Jesus did was as he died on Calvary. He was the first fruits. And he was an example of what's going to take place with you and I. That he rose on the third day. The Bible says to be absent in the bodies to be present with the Lord. There's that, there's that thing that he gave you and I. That's that first fruits. And then he come to show us what we ought to do. He showed us that, that this is the way we ought to treat one another. We ought to love one another. We ought to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, with all our mind, with our soul. And love thy neighbor as thyself. That's our job. You know, we're so busy criticizing our politicians when we would take more time to pray for them. And to speak positive things. We should, listen, we should speak the truth. But we, we've got to be careful that we, that, we, that we don't look at ourselves as a negative and we're worried about the church down the road. So he predestined these. Also he called them. He not only predestined, but he called you. What he did was he had a plan and purpose for your life. God is already at work in this community. But the question is, where are you going to join him? I pulled up here Wednesday. And there were some little children that were using our parking lot as a racetrack. Wouldn't it be great if they were using this church, hearing about Jesus and racing to him? There's a lot of people out there that need Jesus. And God, it's not an accident. Here's, listen. It is not an accident that this church is planted here. It is not an accident that you're here. And it's not an accident that you've seen a pastor. I, I wish I had the connection he has to God. I'm telling you the truth here. I've been under some pastors in my life, and, 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 and I thank God that I'm here. I had a lot of opportunity. I, have a lot of, I know a lot of pastors in the, in the community. I used to, to work for the association. Well, let's move on. <clears throat> what shall we then say of these things? The question God is having to you and I is, what should we do with this? What, know that we have all of this. What, what are you going to do with it? This is very important. I would have, if, I, if I don't want to go anyplace, I, wanna, I want you to see here. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? Listen, the Satan, the Bible says this, that the gates of hell can't prevail over the church. What is the church? Me and you. The Spirit of God that lives inside of us. So he's called us to do what he's, what he's done here. He says, he did not spare his son, own son, but delivered him up. Also, he also uh, uh, shall not with him also freely give these things. He's saying God will freely give these things to you. Uh, who shall bring a, to charge against God's elect? Who can bring a charge against you? Now, I know Satan tries. But guess what? We got, this, we got Jesus Christ that's there, right? Who shall bring a charge? Is God who justifies. The Bible says that he's justifying. Just as if I had not sinned. God does that. Who is, the, who, is, who is condemned? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, he has risen. Who is even at the right hand of God. Who also makes intercession for us. So you have the spirit of God and Jesus making intercession. You're not alone in this battle, people. Nothing's happening that surprises God. This COVID didn't, it, I think this was a dry run for Satan, but 
you know, and we all are panicking and bumping into walls and stuff. Man, Jesus is saying, wake up, people. Look at what he's going to say. Ask yourself this question in these next few verses. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who can separate you from Jesus? Shall tribulation? Boy, we've seen tribulation, haven't we? We've seen trials and difficulties. It's not tribulation of the, of the, of the time before Jesus Christ. I'm about tribulation now. Wars and, ro- and worm- rumors of wars. Matthew 24. Distress? Boy, isn't that true. Lois, I'm sure you've had a lot of distress being ill. We all have. I have distress. The idea is that he's still with you. He's going through with it with you for it. Or the persecution. Boy, sometimes, and I'll tell you stories, and I'm not, we don't have time to do it, but I can tell you that <clears throat> there was a time where, where I was not the right color, so I didn't get a promotion. Several times. In several different plants. Okay? Famine, being hungry. When I was a little boy, I went to bed hungry. I was eight. Nakedness. Boy, isn't that true? Now, we're all dressed up pretty good, aren't we? Praise the Lord, we all don't come here naked. That would be scary. (laughs) Or perils, perils, difficulty, or the sword. It is written, now this is from Psalms, for you are... uh, For your sake, we all are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to the slaughter. Look at the finishing of this as I close. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Listen, people, the war is already won. The battle's over. We just got to join Jesus in where he's working. Get busy. I'm talking about myself. I thought when I was going to retire, I'd go hide. Nah, it ain't happened. Who loved us, for I am persuaded. Here, look at Paul's writing here in Romans. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life. Look at this. Neither death nor life can separate you from Jesus Christ. Nor the angels. And that's talking about the angels that are around. But principalities, that's that's the demons and the powers of darkness. These things are present, no, uh, not things to come. These things that are present and not to come. So past and present and future are nothing that can separate us from Jesus Christ. Nor the heights, the idea is the height. As far as you can go into the universe, God is there. Amen? I don't know about you, but wouldn't that be kind of cool? Jesus Jesus, you know, he, he can ever, he, nothing can, can find Jesus. You're going to have a body. Can you imagine we have a picnic on Mars? We kind of laugh at those guys trying to have a spaceship, right? I'm just saying, no matter where we go, the height that we go, Jesus is there. And then the depths of the sea. No matter where we go, Jesus is, deep, is there. And anything, and any other created thing shall be able to, be able to separate us from the government. Love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Close with this. We have nothing to fear. We need to be prepared for what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But listen, we need to be prepared to pray for whoever is elected. Incidentally, we did that today. I didn't know the pastor was going to do this. Only God did. But listen, we need to get busy as people. We have nothing to fear. We're more than conquerors. The war is already over. The question is, what are you going to do when you get to heaven and stand before Jesus? And he says, what did you do with those gifts? He made a reason for that judgment. 
That judgment seat of Christ, he's serious. Paul talks about this. He says, I've run the race. I've finished the fight. And now he's ready to go home. And I was going to preach out of Peter. I didn't want to scare you. First and second Peter is something to get scared about. Maybe I'll do that in a Wednesday night service. But here's, here's the point before I turn over to the pastor. Listen, people. Jesus loves you. It's not an accident that you are here. It's not an accident that he gave us a pastor who loves. You can't imagine how much he loves you guys. I wish I had that gift. I love you, but not in that case that that's a spiritual gift. And so tonight, as, as we finish the day, I, I turn it over to pastor. I just want you to know that, man, you have nothing to fear. God is with us wherever we go, Pastor. Christ Jesus our Lord. There is therefore no, no condemnation. Let that sink in. Brother, there is no condemnation to those who are found in who? In Jesus Christ. We don't need to live in slavery. We don't need to live in fear. We need to live in the hope of Jesus Christ that lives within you. He is the freeing agent that sets you free. Therefore, now there is no condemnation to those who are found in Christ Jesus. Are you found in Christ Jesus? Is Christ Jesus found in you? Does Jesus know your heart? Does he know your mind? Does he know who you are? Do you belong to him? And that's my question this morning for you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed. I love what Pastor Gary was talking about. It's so easy for us to get walking in, uh, in, in fear and doubt and feeling like we're in bondage because of what the world system and the way it is. And, and God came in to save us so that we would be free from that system, that we wouldn't look at the world the same way, but we would look at the world with a anticipation that, hey, I have a message that would bring all people into the presence of a holy God. And that message is the Lord Jesus Christ. He came down here for that very purpose because we could not save ourselves. We could not save the world. He came down here to save you and me. The Bible says he knows every number of hair on our head. He knows every number of hair on our head. Think about that. God is, he knows every molecule and fiber of being. He knows everything you're thought. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow. He knows where you're at today. He knows that you need him right now. He's never going to leave you as an orphan. He's never going to abandon you ever. You are sealed into the day of redemption that you breathe your last breath. And in one moment you're here, the next moment you're in his presence. He knows that. He knows you. He wants to give you assurance this morning. Do you have assurance in Jesus Christ this morning? Has there been a time in your life, in your past, that you asked Jesus himself, you and Jesus, to come into your life and to save you?
want to give you that opportunity right now. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know how to, how do I do that? How do I do that? Listen, I'm going to pray. It's a simple prayer. My prayer can't save you, but my prayer can guide you into salvation. So if you've never trusted Christ as Savior, just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Lord, I've done wrong <laughs> my whole life. I look back, or there are things that I'm ashamed of. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and my life right now. Lord, I've never done this before, but I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to save me. I know that you died on the cross. You shed your blood for all the things that I've done wrong in my life. And I ask you to come in and to wash me clean. Lord, I believe you died for me. And Lord, I believe you overcame death for me. And you rose from the dead. I thank you, Jesus, the best way I know how. I trust in you and your death on the cross for my forgiveness. Lord, help me to turn around from the way I've been living and to chase after you with all of my heart. Lord, not some of my heart, but all of my heart. Let me follow you with all of my heart from this moment forward. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father, I thank you for my Christian brothers and sisters here. Lord, as we go through life trying to discover our purpose and our calling and our giftedness and Lord, we're trying to learn just how we can draw even closer to you, Father. And that's a daily thing that we must do, Father, is draw closer to you every day. And the promise of your word is that as we draw closer to you, you're going to draw closer to us. So, Lord Jesus, as we draw close to you right now, as Christians, brothers and sisters, Lord, if there's anything on our hearts and minds that we need to let go, Lord, as Christians, Lord, let us let it go right now. Say, Lord, forgive me for whatever it is. Thank you, Jesus, that I always have an advocate with the Father, and it's you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the message today, for Gary's message, or that you put in his heart to share with us that we, we don't have to live in fear ever, ever. But we can walk upright. Lord, allow you, God, to be the lifter of our head. And Father, I thank you for this day. Go with us now. Keep us safe. Watch over us. Use us to our full capacity. Lord, I don't want to go to the grave with any potential. I want to empty my potential here before I go to the grave. So, Father, Lord, help us to do that. And, Father, we give you praise for it all. Pray for our country, our leaders, everything that's going on. Help us to be the light in the world, the light of love, the light of obedience to Jesus Christ, the light of Jesus himself. And Father, we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you receive Christ as your Savior, I'd like to know about it. Out there in the foyer, just come and tell me about it so I can share with you what, need, what you need to do next. And uh, Lord, let's just give it a, what a wonderful morning in the Lord this morning. Amen. I just thank the Lord. For each and every one of you. And listen, if you didn't get your spiritual gifts test, get it on the way out. It's on the table on the left. Fill that thing out. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We love you. Thank you.
your t-shirts.